Hey everybody, welcome back to the Nidus Anarchy series. I'm your host, Adam Kellen. I'm also the CIO of Nidus, the identity access management professional services company out of New York. Today, we're going to be talking about ENS names. What is an ENS name? Well, ENS stands for Ethereum Naming Service. So if you're familiar with DNS, ENS is going to be the decentralized version of DNS for Ethereum wallets. Now, I just said a lot of words there they might not know. So first, let's break this down. Ethereum wallets. We have a whole podcast all about what Ethereum wallets are. So if you're really interested and you don't know what they are, click here, maybe. And uh, from there, you can go and watch the podcast all about Ethereum wallets and get caught up to speed. The short version of what an Ethereum wallet is, is it's the address that you use to represent yourself for either the ownership of all your cryptocurrency, but more importantly for what we're talking about, that is your identity. So your Ethereum wallet is kind of like your email address in the decentralized world. That's what represents you. Your private key in that wallet is your password, and that's how you're gonna log into decentralized applications and get people to contact you. So what today we're gonna to be talking about is the ENS naming system. And why do we want this? The exact same reason why we use DNS on the internet world. So we use DNS because we have an IP address for a server like 10.0.1.5, but no one's gonna remember that IP address and that's horrible to brand. So instead we have nidus.com and that goes to, it resolves to 10.0.5.9 or whatever. So it resolves that IP address. So the ENS names work the same way. You can register your ENS name and it's something.eth. So my ENS name for myself is adoom, A-D-O-O-M dot E-T-H. They always end in dot E-T-H or dot ETH is what we say. And that will resolve to your public wallet address. So public wallet addresses are a long hex string. It's like, it's a long, crazy string that no one will ever remember, right? This is what the ENS name will resolve to. So instead of saying, hey everyone, send me crypto at 0x2c blah, 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 blah. You can just say, oh, here, just a doom.eth. Or we have, we have a Nidus account one registered as well, which is nidus.eth. So everyone here at Nidus, we've all registered our own, our own ENS names. They're really easy to do. And I'll kind of walk through a little bit on how to do that. But first, let's kind of talk a little bit more about what the capabilities are of ENS names, right? So one thing, like I was just saying, is it makes it a lot easier to tell people who you are. So most modern Web3 systems have a resolution service. So instead of typing in that long, crazy Ethereum address, you can just put in your .eth domain. So when you go to log into a system, instead of having to give someone your full thing or when you publish something, or like this, if you look on our business cards, I hope this is clear, at the very bottom, you'll see a doom.eth and a QR code. So this makes it a lot easier to share people with your wallet. Why do we put that on our business card? Well, we foresee a future where Web3 is going to be pretty much everywhere. Um, it, it's going to be inevitable. It's going to, it's just the way that the whole internet is evolving. So with Web3, no, okay, think, let's think of it this way, right? I'm, I'm a contractor, probably a lot of you guys are contractors. And what that means is, you go to a lot of different vendor sites, you go to a lot of different client sites, and every time you show up and you gotta do work, they go, okay, hold on, we need to create an account for you, we have to create an email for you, we have to provision all these roles and rights, and we have to do all this stuff, and if they have an identity management system in place, and it works great, 
they can onboard you as soon as you walk in the door. But if you're an identity management contractor like we are, generally you're there to install that stuff. So that means none of it exists. So a lot of times when we go there, just the onboarding process, it could take a month sometimes before you can even do anything. So what we like to do is just to kind of get people in the habit to spark conversation, we give people our ETH or our wallet address right out of the gate. Because what that world, how that works in a decentralized world is I say, hey, look, I'm coming on site to do a bunch of work for you. Here's my name, adoom.eth. They can take that address and from there they can assign the roles and rights and everything ahead of time right to it without having to create accounts. The account already exists in the decentralized platform. So all they have to do is just say, oh, we're just going to grant you these digital assets and with that we can now verify your ownership and verify access and authorization. So this is using self-sovereign ID and this is how self-sovereign ID and decentralized ID is really going to work. If you're interested about self-sovereign ID and decentralized ID, we have another podcast about that. Feel free to check out that. All, we go into all the information about how this all works. But the gist of it is, I'm bringing my identity with me and I'm giving it to you for you to use it. You're not, you're not the holder of my ID. There's not some centralized federation server you have to go to. Every person holds on and maintains their own identity. And that's what we're doing here. So the, this .eth, the ENS service, translates that wallet address so that we can use self-sovereign IDs and I can just walk in and be like, hey, how's it going? Hand them my card. And then from there, they can set up all the access and control they need to without having to provision and do all kinds of crazy things with identity and control. And it eliminates all that risk, right? There's not tons of accounts created everywhere. And then when I leave, when I'm done with the work, there aren't a bunch of orphan accounts where they forgot to deprovision something or forgot to remove access because they can just go and say, hey, you know what? This wallet, boop, they just remove it. All the access is gone. That's why Web3, like access control, is really going to be amazing. So let's get back into the ENS stuff. How do you register an ENS name? So first you need a wallet. We've gone into the wallet thing. Let's just assume you already have your, your Ethereum wallet set up. So what you're gonna do is go to ENS domains. That's it, ens.domains. That's the website, http colon slash slash ens.domains. That will then take you to the website where you can register your ENS name. You'll see a button up in the corner, it says go to app, you click on that. I think it just resolves to app.ens.domains. And then from there, you'll have to sign in with your wallet. The most common way is to use MetaMask. So if you have MetaMask installed, which again, we've talked about a ton of times in previous podcasts that you should check out. Once you're logged in, you click the sign message. That authenticates you into the service. So now it knows, okay, you are the owner of that wallet, that crazy long string. Now, just like any other DNS name, like you're going to Namecheap or GoDaddy or whatever, you just say, well, what do you want? Well, I want, like for me, we wanted to register Nidus. So in the search bar, you just put in Nidus, hit the button, and it comes back and tells you if it's available or not. From here, it's pretty straightforward. You just look for a name that's available. If it's available, you click the register button. You're gonna pay for everything in ETH, which is Ethereum, the cryptocurrency. So you wanna make sure you have some of that on your wallet. And once you find one you like, you're gonna say, okay, yep, this is the one I want. The pricing, this is where it gets a little weird for new people. The pricing isn't static. <laughs> so it's not like, oh, a, an ENS name costs $10. So an ENS name, one, it's dependent on how long it is. So shorter names cost more. And then you can also, it also changes the cost based on the duration. So just like a DNS name, you can register it for one year, you can register it for 10 years, and it's cheaper, obviously, the longer that you register it for. And also, it depends on the gas fees. So gas, think of gas as like a service fee that you're paying to the decentralized network to do all the computations, to do whatever 
functions need to be done to do the thing you want on this decentralized app. I hope that was specific enough, but basically gas fees, I should, that's a whole nother talk. You know, I should, I'll have a whole nother podcast all about gas because that's annoying. But for now, it's a service fee that fluctuates based on the activity within the decentralized network. So that's where, it, and it can wide, huge range. So the gas fees for registering a domain name could be a couple bucks. It could be a couple hundred dollars depending on how busy the network is. So what time you register your domain name and what day is a huge factor. If you register a domain name at, you know, like Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern time, it's gonna cost you a lot more than if you did it Saturday at three in the morning. Just something to, to take notice of. So when you go to register your name, you wanna make sure you have enough Ethereum in your wallet to cover the costs. And the other thing is when you register the name, it's kind of a multi-step process. So the first thing is we say, yes, I wanna register it. Um, first thing it's gonna do is it's going to kind of secure the domain name. So it does, it says, hey, look, you're gonna pay a small fee to basically say, hey, look, I'm gonna register this domain name and I'm going to lock it for a certain period of time to ensure no one else has already tried to register it. This has to do with how decentralized networks work. I'm not gonna go into that for now, so you're just gonna to have to trust me that this is a process that has to take place. Now, once that time frame goes on, then it's, it's sure that no one else has registered that domain name within that mining period. It says, okay, you're good to go. Now you can do the next step. You click the button again, and now it will actually kick off the registration and will register that ENS name to you. Once it's done, an NFT will be delivered to your wallet. We'll go into that later as well, but for all intents and purposes, you now have a NFT that is that ENS name in your wallet. What do you do with it from here? Well, now you can associate it with whatever wallet address you want. So if you bought nidus.eth or imawesome.eth, you can use emojis if you want. You could do smiley face, American flag, thumbs up.eth if you wanted to. Um, it's, you could use Unicode characters, so Japanese kanjis, Chinese characters, Arabic, it all works, everything works. So you can do whatever you want, they all, they all recognize fine. And once you have this done, in the same app on ens.domains, uh, when you're in it, you can manage my domains, and then you can say, hey look, I want this domain to point to this wallet address, just like a DNS name. You can also do some other fun things. So one thing is you can change the image that appears in the background of your NFT if you wanted to. That's kind of a fun little hack to do. Um, you can also set up who owns the who owns the DNS name or ENS name, but also you can set a different wallet to be the the owner of who can manage the ENS name. So you can own it as an entity, and then say, hey, you know what though? I'm going to give it to my IT guy to be able to manage where where this thing is pointing to, and you can also, which a lot of people don't even know this, even in the crypto world, you can create subdomains on your ENS name. So I have a doom.eth, I could make awesome.adoom.eth, and then I could make iam.adoom.eth, and each one of those, I can then point to a different wallet address. So I'll, if I wanted to, and this is where we get really fun, remember I was talking about before when I say, hey look, here's my card, I can give it to you, and it's got my ENS name on it, Instead of creating an account for me of a doom.eth, they can say, you know what, we've made a wallet for you and here's your wallet address and you need to point, let's say Verizon was one of my clients. They're not, so I feel like that should be fine to say. <laughs> so I would make verizon.adoom.eth and I would point it to the disposable wallet that they made me for all my accesses. So now when I go to Verizon to when on site to do some work, I can log in with verizon.adoom.eth and then sign the transaction with my wallet. 
And then when I'm gone, they pull it, and then I can just wipe out that subdomain of that ENS name. So ENS names have a lot of crazy and versatile functionality to them. They're 100% tied to the Web3 world. But like I keep saying, this is where we're moving to. So if you're in the IT space and you're really interested about the Web3, the Web3 world, decentralized applications, uh, decentralized currencies, all this kind of fun stuff, ENS names, monumentally important. People are registering them like mad. Good luck getting a three-letter one. They're, I just think it's safe to say they're all gone. It's kind of like the new .com you know, domain registration boom. Register them now. If you have your company, I highly, highly recommend that you register it now. Because unlike the DNS world, you don't know who owns your name. So the cyber squatting laws that apply to DNS names, like if someone bought Coca-Cola.com, Coke could sue them and get that domain and get it owned, you know, back from them because you know who it is because of the domain registry. This doesn't exist in the ENS world. In the whole Web3 world, everything is meant to be anonymous. So if you want to ensure that you own your name.eth or you, you own you know, your company name.eth, you need to register it now because it's likely going to be taken very soon if you don't do it. ENS.domains, go there, register your name. If you have questions, if you're, you, know, you want more in-depth, you want me to do like kind of a how-to video or you just want me to walk you through it, hit me up. You can email me, adam at nidus.com. You can post comments down here if you have you know, clarifying comments you want me to help you out with. Whatever you guys need, I'm here to help you out. I want to make sure you guys get on this path of ENS names for your wallets. Um, make sure you subscribe to this podcast. It's you know We do the video stuff on YouTube. We're also fully on audio, so all the Spotify's and Audible's, all that, we're all there. All the social medias, at Nidus, I-A-M, N-Y-E-D-I-S-I-A-M. You can follow us everywhere. Wherever you feel you need to get a hold of me, reach out to me. We're here to help you out. I hope you learned a lot about ENS names and what kind of fun stuff you can do with them. And I'm really hoping that the next time we talk that you have your first ENS name and you're super proud to show it off. I'll see you guys later. This is the Nidus Anarchy series. Yeah.